Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my video about raid loot can change now. I believe they can make some updates to raid loot in light of what happened with Trials. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, I'm probably live right now. I am usually live when these hit the feed, so come into the stream. Just go to saynotorage.com. That'll bring you right to my Twitch channel. If you're wanting to listen to the full podcast episodes and not have to go to Twitch or YouTube, you can look for SNTR Presents on all the podcast platforms. If you're on YouTube, hitting like, share, subscribe, and the little bell button helps me out. Thank you for all the comments and subscriptions lately. Uh, continuing to inch closer to 50,000 subs on YouTube is pretty awesome. So I, I've made videos about raid loot in the past. I've talked about wanting to make improvements to raid loot in other Q&A videos and, and, and whenever the topic comes up. And I was thrilled to see in Trials of Osiris, you can go flawless as many times as you want and open up the chest every time and get stuff. Now, obviously, there's other issues going on with Trials, with the token earn rate, with people farming the bottom half of the card, the lack of adept weapons. I don't want to get into all that. I've got videos about that. I think the community has, has, has pretty much joined in one full chorus, and we're all singing the same song about Trials, that, okay, this is good, but not great. There's a lot of things that need to be fixed if this is the structure going forward. Obviously, cheaters need to be addressed, and the error codes need to subside, but the structure of Trials, I think, from a logistical standpoint is good you know they need to make some changes but the idea that you can go flawless the idea that you can continue to go flawless the entire weekend uh and the tokens just keep coming i think is a really is a really really good system so i want to apply this to raids okay we've been dealing with in a similar vein right the, the raid loot's not that been that impressive we don't have adept raid loot we haven't had amazing raid loot for the life of Destiny 2. We're hoping that in September Luke Smith will make good on his vision. You know, he cast this vision in the director's cut that they can make better legendary loot if they introduce sunsetting and we hope to see that happen in places like Trials and Raids. So we're not talking about the quality of the raid loot in this discussion. I want to talk about rerunning raids. What does that mean for loot earn rate? What does that mean for do we go with static rolls versus versus random rolls? Like what exactly should we do? So first I'm going to say thanks Trials and I'm going to address how we could take some inspiration from Saint 14 for a raid NPC and then I want to end by talking about uh, loot philosophy so the tokens and the loot in trials is not where it needs to be but rewarding flawless endlessly is a good change that means they can bring this exact same philosophy to raids we've been arguing for this for a very very long time especially with garden of salvation I think even more so the pain that you feel when you continue to get energy weapons and you're trying to level up if you could just continually run the raid for non-powerful drops, that would at least help you go for god rolls. Now, I know that wouldn't really help you if you're going for leveling purposes, but I need to make another video about this as well. I think they could do some things to leveling that would still make that kind of helpful because you could get legendaries and blues to drop at your level and then that would still potentially help you because they'd be non-powerful. They wouldn't bump your level, but they could at least help you gap fill. Also, when you're looking at different stat rolls, different build potential, and uh, you know the different rolls that can happen on the weapons, I think it really, really would be nice to do what people are doing in trials. They can just go flawless as many times as they want. I should be able to run a raid as many times as I want. I should be able to get as many chances as I want for whatever the weapon is. You know, if there's a raid exotic, obviously the drop rate's low. That's fine. But if I can run the raid as many times as I feel like it. I think that works. I also think this lines up well with how people engage with raids anyway. We generally go in a direction of saying, oh, you know what? I am going to focus really heavily on it this month. And then the raid kind of subsides. Letting us run it as many times as we could want for non-powerful drops, I think sort of lines up with the player-based behavior. The idea that, you know, I'm going to be going into the raid hot and heavy, 
first couple of months, first month, and then sort of downshifting and engaging with it less as time goes on. I think this would line up really, really well with that. Another thing I think that would complement this well would be a really, really good raid NPC. And we've talked about this before in other videos and other Q&A sessions. Sate 14 basically is like the emissary, you know, the the ambassador for trials. He's like, hey, welcome to trials. Here's all these passages you can choose from. Here's all these bounties. Here's tokens. You can come bring tokens to me that, you know, obviously want to remove the win requirement on tokens. But I think passages, tokens, bounties, and the reputation earn rate. He doesn't really have a reputation, but that could be brought to a raid NPC. I think all of those things could be injected into a raid NPC. One of the things I think that would we would benefit from in this is that if we are only getting one raid a year, this would be a great way to extend the life cycle and relevancy of that raid. So Garden of Salvation, you would have kind of been able to rerun it. You would have gotten all the roles you want, kind of felt good about that. And then Season of Dawn would have landed and the raid NPC would have been updated. Reset the rank, bounties, dailies, weeklies, repeatables, maybe some target farming. Maybe every season they decide to empower you to target farm one or two items from the raid. And then you can grab those bounties. Also, ornaments. Ornamentation would be nice. It'd be nice to have some ornamentation for raid weapons and raid armor. And then Season of Dawn could have introduced a couple of them, not all of them. So as long as every season you're kind of spending your time working on the raid NPC's reputation, the objectives, the bounties, you know, leveling them up to unlock those ornaments, you would be sort of capstoning all of your raid gear while also going for the roles that you want to give you that sense of, I'm not quite done with the raid just yet. I I know people are bummed about only getting one raid a year, but I really feel like they could also combine this with a normal hard and challenge mode. And then this would be another way you'd, you know, you would have this NPC that you'd be going and visiting for specific things, whether it's the challenges, whether it's bounties, reputation, every season they could re- maybe introduce new challenges. So you'd have normal and hard, and then you'd have challenges for that season. And then the neck the, the very very next one you could do the same thing you could say oh i i've, I've got uh i've got these new challenges to use and maybe that would tie in with the ornaments maybe that would tie in with the reputation earn rate or just the bounties i mean there'd be another way for you to focus on bounties and something to do a little bit differently in the raids just to shake things up right now raids sort of are cool for two or three weeks and then they sort of die, and then there's no real reason to go back. Or, every season, what do people do? They're like, well, I gotta do the power grind, let me go do the raid, and then they kind of get annoyed by the by, by the RNG elements of power leveling, and so the raid becomes a sore subject, it becomes sort of a, a blemish on the game. It's not this crown jewel, it's not this celebrated piece of PvE content, and I hate seeing that. I think this would be another way to kind of protect the raid from becoming that sort of annoying source of, I can't get what I need, I can't get what I want, and and the NBC could kind of round that out. Each season, it could renew focus and give people that are... If you're looking at every season, you're saying, there's really not anything for me. There's no raids, there's no raid layers, there's no dungeon. The raid NPC would be there to say, no, I've got stuff for you to chase. I've got stuff for you to do. Come on in and you know we'll trickle out the challenges. So at least for the first month, you've got some new things to do. Uh, and then obviously for the season, new things to earn. Last, let's talk about loot philosophy. Now more than ever is the time to realize that raid loot philosophy is not what it was in Vogue when they introduced the idea of only running the raid once a week on each character. For both Vogue and Kingsfall, uh, actually all of them, even there were some minor differences in the, the potential roles in Kingsfall 
And then when you went into Wrath of the Machine, they went back to static rolls again, and they had really cool synergistic perks. But the idea then was, it was kind of okay, I think, to only run it a couple of times that week. You could run Wrath, I think, like seven or eight times before you stopped earning the SIVA fragments, and those were helpful for re-rolling your armor or making keys for the extra drops that you could get. And they also did a normal and a hard mode. They also did challenge mode. So Wrath had like a lot of good things baked into it, but they still did static rolls. And I think sometimes it's easier back in that old context to sort of endure a low drop rate and only running it three times a week because once you got Genesis Chain, that was the end of the matter for you. You got Genesis Chain. You're done going for Genesis Chain. Uh, it, in, in that realm... I think random versus static rolls. I think random rolls are winning the day. I think people are seeing why that's a good thing. You could do a combination where there's random rolls, a really, really good curated roll, and then that curated roll is, you know, maybe only available when you're doing challenge mode. Maybe the curated roll, the drop rate increases the higher your reputation. If you remember on the obelisks, as you level the obelisks or the bunkers, you got in-game benefits. Well, you could get in-raid benefits by leveling the NPC, increasing the likelihood of you getting the curated rolls. Maybe there's a currency earn rate too, and the currency earn rate gets better near the end of the season because you've been leveling up the raid NPC. Another way to kind of extend the life cycle of raids because you're mid-season and you feel that sense of, I've really invested in the raid NPC. I'm, I, it's more likely I'm going to get the thing that I'm pursuing. People remember raid tokens from Leviathan. They're kind of like, oh, do you really want to go back to raid tokens? A, a raid token system would again enable you to create some things at the NPC that would make sense. Investing in your reputation, buying weapon frames, but you know, empowering you to do a targeted farm, buying the ornaments that they have. Like you unlock them after so many levels, then you use these, you know, the raid currency to buy them. Maybe I don't know. I don't want people buying static rolls from the tower the way they did in Leviathan. I think there's a lot of different ways now to use currency the way they did with Ada's bounties, the way they did with the, the currency for Vex Offensive. I think there's better iterations of 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 in-game currency with an NPC now than we had in the past. So I don't think we need brand new systems and brand new structure to loot philosophy and raids. Obviously make the guns better, make the rolls cooler, maybe add some dope curated rolls, but the ability to rerun and an NPC that's kind of attached to that so every season you can re-inject life and, and, and vibrancy into the raid, I think would be a really, really good choice. I think the system in Trials is going to serve Trials well long-term as they can always go to Saint-14 you know, shake things up and change some things around, and then it'll feel more like, hey, it's fresh this season. We got new ornaments, new guns, new whatever to chase, and it's all located in the NPC. So, now more than ever, there's a grounds to ask for this, since they let people go flawless all weekend long. Let us run raids multiple times, as many times as we want for non-powerful drops. As always, we're going to go to question and answer next. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com, and as always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about how raid loot can change now to follow the structure of trials. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, probably live right now. Say no to rage.com will bring you right, right to my Twitch channel. Uh, if you want to listen to these episodes, the long, nice podcast style episodes, you can look for SNTR Presents on all of the different podcast platforms. And then if you're on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, and the bell button helps me out. So jumping right in here, Parasito, 
Would raid runs hurt player population rhythm? I have clanmates who log in on the same day every week to raid a couple of times specifically for loot. Giving them all the loot they want would remove that incentive. I, I, I think that sometimes the letting people run the raid as many times as they want, I do th- sometimes think the pushback gets overstated. I, I don't think a full raid loot pool with random rolls and, you know, the stats on armor and all the, you know, all the different variables... I personally don't think that it would lead to people being like, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not playing anymore. Um, I got everything I wanted week one. Now, if they wanted to guard against that, they could again follow the trials format, and this would, en- this would enable them to make a bigger loot pool. You could have four encounters, and you could have, I don't know, 12, 12 potential drops that then need to rotate. So every you know every three weeks or something it rotates now people might not like that i don't know if you'd want to restrict it too much but if you if if the loot rotated uh also if the loot drop rate was you know obviously favoring some of the did they move the flag position back over here that's weird anyway you know if the if the if the grind to get it is is in sort of intentionally you know, staggered. The other thing to consider here is every time this comes up, I try and remind folks that people are going to stop raiding anyway. Everybody's going to get to a place where they're like, I'm either sick of raiding or I'm done raiding. And when they do that, do you want that to be because they can't get what they want or because they got what they want? Like, which do you think would be the best scenario? I think it's far better for people to stop raiding because they got what they wanted as opposed as opposed to being like i'm so sick of getting nothing that i need and then they just sort of then they just sort of bail on the whole idea like raids like any piece of loot are going to naturally decline in engagement over time you know people are just going to give up they're going to be like i can't get what i need i can't get what i want and i think people kind of already do this i think they're doing it even earlier every season than they used to um I, I think in general, you have people that are like, well, you know, either the drop rate's too low or... But now, now, part of this is because the raid loot's not that impressive. It's like, it is, it just is not that impressive. You get the loot and you're like, well, let me look at the rolls. And you're like, well, the rolls aren't anything special. So then people end up just sort of looking to other sources. Um, you know, they go to other sources. And they don't really care about the main, you know, the main core loot grind in in raids just sort of falls by the wayside. And that's, I think, one of the biggest challenges is they have to attack this from multiple fronts. If they don't attack it from multiple fronts, what you end up with is you end up with the, I, you know, I don't need any of this stuff. None of this stuff is that good. None of this stuff's that impressive. So they disengage anyway. Maybe they're like, you know, if I if I could run the raid multiple times, I would keep running it just so I could get the, you know, such and such drops or such and such drop from such and such boss. Like, I'll use myself as an example. I I certainly felt the pain of of needing to. I couldn't get the the role I wanted on the fusion rifle. I couldn't get the role I wanted on a couple of items. And so I just gave up. 
I was like, it isn't worth it. Like, even if I got the role I wanted, is it that great? Well, no, it'd be okay. It's not going to be game-changing to finally get the role I want on a rapid fusion. It's not going to change my PvE loadout for forever. It's not going to make content insanely, you know, noticeably different. It's like, well, that'd be a nice role to get. And so that's the other problem is if they, if they don't attack this from both fronts like is anybody going to really want to run a raid a bunch of times endlessly if the loot's not that impressive I mean look at what's happening with trials trials introduces a completely new concept the idea that you can go flawless as many times as you want you can just keep going flawless that's great and then people look at the loot and they're like I don't really need to go flawless now some of that's the, the, the fault of the structure some people look at the structure and they're like it's just way easier to go for tokens and so they farm lower half and then there's people that are like well even if I even if I feel like going flawless or even if they make flawless more worth it a lot of the loot's not that great now the shotgun obviously is changing that subject and so is the auto rifle um, you know the the, the the auto rifle and the sniper are obviously getting some attention. I, to me, whenever whenever I look at a raid, that's always the question: Is the loot good enough? Sure. How how what's the pathway to get the loot? Well, you got to try each week, and they're like, "Well, I'm gonna get burned out." I mean, I didn't get the anarchy until you know my 50th, 48th run. It was multiple seasons later because I just got tired of trying. And so that's always the question. Is the loot good enough? And if it is, how long is somebody going to put up with the raid and its waning relevancy if, if, there's, if there's all kind of different things they could be doing with their time? Oh, I can grind Sundial. I can grind for Seraph weapons. I can grind for this. You know, I've, I've got all these other weapons I could go for, and I'm going to go for those instead of, instead of running the raid. I'm not going to run the raid if, if, if I'm not even going to be getting gear that's that worth it. And then the pushback would be like, well, if you make the raid weapons amazing and you give us a really, really healthy drop rate or you let us rerun it, you know, if that's the case, then you're going to have people get too much good stuff at the beginning and then they're just going to stop playing. And that's what I'm going to fall back on. Okay, you got to be smart about how you set this up, but you also have to accept the fact that people are going to do that anyways. People are going to hit a, a, a point and a threshold where they're like, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And it should probably be because they ran for about a month and got everything that they wanted. As opposed to as opposed to being like, well, I can't get what I want, so I gave up. Why am I dying? It just I, I'm, I'm getting, man, I'm getting insted by these guys. It's probably just because of solo aggro. I never, I never felt like I was dying this fast in the dungeon before. I'm getting hit like once or twice. Probably just because we're soloing it. Well, I was by myself, I mean. Wax Lords, thoughts on having a weekly rotating old raid that gives pinnacle drops on completion? This is not really a front burner issue. I think raid philosophy in general needs to change. And I think if you change raid philosophy, then going forward you would have, you know, better rate engagement. I think there's a place for an Age of Triumph style uh, event where they do something like this. Um, You know, I think you could say, hey, you know, hey, let's do an Age of Triumph thing. We'll rotate the raids. We'll do some challenges. We'll kind of give the loot a little bit of a facelift. I think that's probably on the way. 
Jinja 300. Do you think raids should also drop ascendant shards alongside of raid loot, or should that be a nightfall and trials lost? Yeah, I think the danger is I'm not against making raids better with respect to loot, but we don't want to undercut another endgame PvE activity. I think that's the danger, is that you're going to make people be like, well, I'd not only get really dope loot, but I can also get ascendant shards. Truth be told, raids in some respect are easier than nightfalls. I think the nightfall I think the nightfall difficulty structure sucks. I don't I have no interest in it. I think the raids in Destiny 2 have been significantly easier in comparison. Um and I I I would rather do that. The nightfall doesn't take as long. Yeah, but it's all about enjoyment. If you've got people, if you've got people that can run the the, the raid with you, dude, you can really, really run through raids quickly. I mean, you're and you're also talking about multiple drops. Think about it like that. You only get one main drop at the end of the nightfall. A raid, you're getting a drop after every encounter. So if you can run a raid in 45 minutes and you're getting a drop every time, that's equal to like a handful of nightfalls time-wise, right? You know, if you're running nightfalls in 10 minutes, if you got a pretty good run, you know, you run them in 10 minutes, that still is only that one drop at the end, that one chest. So I would think if you could run a raid in 30 to 45 minutes, you're going to really be making making good time and getting loot drops at every single one, uh, at every single uh, encounter. And then, obviously, if you add on to that Ascendant Shard grind, I think people would just do that. They'd be like, well, I'm just going to run the Ascendant Shard grind in the raid. I'm not going to go into Nightfalls. Um, raids are easy compared to Nightfalls. Yeah. I, the, the raids are way easier. I, I just, the, the Nightfall, I think the Nightfall difficulty structure is, I think it's terrible. I don't think it's designed very well. I, I don't like it in the in the least it's just a bunch of negative modifiers in power delta it just i I would much rather run a raid um and you got to remember that would be a multifaceted grind as well the raid would be giving you both raid loot drops that are nice and potentially leveling you up maybe potentially giving you better rolls on the stats maybe better rolls on the guns and then also you'd be getting ascendant shards so that would that would probably significantly uh, undercut the d- the drive uh, for people to go and run, you know, go and run nightfalls because they'd be like, "Oh, just run raids, dudes. It's better. It's more stuff. It's faster." Um, okay. Uh, Unboshable raid weapons besides exotics are pretty much no difference than regular loot you can get in regular activities. Do you think a good trade off is that you can rerun the rolls, but still only one chance? Uh, a reset per character you can rerun for rolls oh but you can only have one chance of reset per character for exotics I mean I don't know I could see them doing this and saying we don't want everybody getting the you know the exotic week one just because they 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 play the raid a hundred times and no life it until they get the exotic I could see them saying you know we want to kind of extend um, you know, we want to kind of extend the life of the raid a little bit. We don't want exotics to be literally just a matter of played enough times. They might say what you're saying, like, nah, we're going to limit the, we're going to limit the exotic to once a week chance, but then we're going to let you grind for non-powerfuls. Um, if we let you grind for non-powerfuls, then 
you're going in mainly in chasing roles. You're not chasing. You're not chasing power. You're not chasing it. You know anything that is going to level your character. And in that same vein, you don't want people being like, "Yeah, just keep running it for ascendant shards over and over and over and over again." Um, L7B with two months. Thank you. Auto patch. What can be done to the 1030 strike to make it more appealing for people to grind? Um, I would. I. I would just say that modifiers need to be completely retooled. I think modifiers are in the probably the worst state that they've ever been. Um, modifiers are almost all entirely negative, and I think there's a lot more room for positive modifiers. They take away all the modifiers that benefit us, and they just stack negative modifiers um, to the extent that, like, they the 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 Grandmaster Nightfall. I, I've ranted about this a lot. You know, the Grandmaster Nightfall literally has so many negative modifiers they put five into one modifier um almost to hide it right they don't want you to see it because you'd see it and be like oh my goodness there's 12 negative modifiers i'm not going in there it would make it it would make it more unappealing than all the negative modifiers already are and not to mention you know it's 1060 um 1030 warden is the best pv activity in destiny right now why is that um, stop stacking modifiers and actually make it a challenge by making a unique boss with its own mechanic for nightfalls. I know that would take more time, but like, yeah, I mean, that certainly sounds like a much better, a, a much better suggestion than what we presently have. What we presently have is it's just, it's, it's, it's a negative modifier on top of a negative modifier on top of a negative modifier. And in addition to it, to it being a negative modifier on top of a negative modifier, it's also um, they take all of the good modifiers away. I remember when I ran the, the, was it Legend Sundial? I was like, wait, we don't even get our burn? You took our burn from us? I was running Peregrine Greaves. So I was running, it was a Solar Burn and it was Brawler. And Peregrine Greaves was great against the champions. You had the Solar Burn and you had the increased uh, damage because you were in the air. And you had the increased damage because it was Brawler or the, the increased refresh because it was Brawler. Um, it was awesome. It was like, oh, this is great. You know, this is exactly what we want. And then it turned into, I went in, I was like, oh, it's a little bit harder. No worries. I'll still be able to try out Peregrine. I was like, wait a minute. Peregrine's not doing anything. Neither is Solar. And then I realized, I was like, oh, they turned off all the, all the negative modifiers that were, I'm sorry, all the modifiers that were helping us. So I would, I would definitely say there's a, there's a dilemma. There's a dilemma in the end game right now where I don't think they have the time and the resources to go all the way back and start re you know, reinventing all the boss fights. And because of that, they're just sort of having to rely on stacking just negative modifiers on top of negative modifiers. So that would be my first, that'd be my first call is bring back uh, specialists, bring back small arms, bring back, you know, a variety of things that would help make the content feel a little bit more you know, inviting. Oh, he's blue. He's a blue knight. He's on my fire team. It's going to be the pulse rifle. Please be the pulse rifle. Nope. It's gauntlets that don't help me. I guess it's infusion fodder because a thousand is not terrible. I was really hoping to get that. I need a... No, I don't want the pulse rifle. Right now, I need a heavy. I need a heavy or a class item or boots heavy class item or boots um I'm just gonna let these guys pull me forward for the next section 
Because uh, I don't want to try to run this while answering questions. Drop Zone. What do you think about if Bungie would have a weekly rotation of raids or pinnacles? You already submitted that. Please do not submit questions more than once. If you get a response from Nightbot, that means your question got through. You guys have been, some people have been doing this a lot lately. Just try to read chat. Nightbot mentions your name and says the question Q number. Uh, Ash. Would rotating raids weekly for pinnacles be a fun thing? I don't know what you guys are doing. Read chat, please. You're submitting questions back to back. If it's in the chat and you see somebody send it, that means you don't need to send the same one. Dovahkeen. What perks would they add to make them feel different? Would it be, uh, would it be a damage booster or does it need more damage to the boss when receiving damage in the raid? Well, I mean, if you want to talk about intrinsic perks, you can have intrinsic perks like oracle disruptor so i can't tell you right now what they could do like i don't know what the next raid entails but oracle disruptor is an example of what they could do to make a raid weapon a little bit more exciting obviously i think they need to have much better perks and roles than they have now at the very least you could at least do what they did with wrath of the machine you didn't make an insane weapon but you gave the weapon a synergistic perk combination sort of like outlaw and Desperado, right? Two perks that interact with each other and do something cool. I mean, you can definitely do something like that, I think, when when you're going into an area like a raid or even trials. Then you can have intrinsic perks. So, like, celerity should have just been an intrinsic perk. I, I, I am... I think the thing I'm most confused about in trials, more than anything, is that Bungie literally added the perk that was the adept perk in the past so it's almost like it's almost like adding insult to injury don't tell me you didn't have time to test it you literally put the perk in the game so celerity's here celerity gives you the increased target acquisition reload and handling or whatever when you're the last guardian standing so it's contextual extremely contextual to trials and because it's contextual to trials it's not really going to cause any balancing issues you're not going to suddenly have somebody winning an entire trials round because they have celerity and so you know that should just should have been they should just brought back adept weapons and that's exactly how they could have done it instead of being like no you know we're going to just make it a possible perk it's not intrinsic even if celerity doesn't make that big of a difference, if it was intrinsic, that would mean Adept Trials weapons would have an extra perk, right? It, it would be enough for people to be like, oh yeah, the Adept versions are cooler. Maybe make them look a little bit different. Give them give them a, an automatic ornament that can toggle off and on if you feel like it. So it would look the same if you didn't want to use the ornaments, and then it would look different, obviously, if you wanted to go in and toggle the ornament. I think that would be a great, that would have been an easy thing to do. You do the same thing in raids. You just add one extra perk that's that's like relevant to the raid, like Oracle Disruptor. And when you do that, you do, you, you're doing you're, you're doing exactly what people want. You're creating something about the weapon that's a little extra nice. And then obviously, like I said, the perks need to be better too. If you gave me synergistic perks like Focus Firefly or Desperado or things like that, and then on top of that you gave me a perk that made it better in the raid, I'd be happy with that. I really would. If the, if the synergistic perk or the unique perk was, you know, like Desperado or Focus Firefly and it made the weapon feel cool, unique, and also in the right, you know, um, you know, the right lanes, it, it, it would be awesome. 
Cody got his channel suspended for streaming FF7. Wait, I thought... I don't understand. People were getting physical copies. He literally went to the store and got a physical copy. Did did they did they specifically speak out and say that you couldn't break street date with your stream? Why would they be allowing the stores to distribute it but then not allowing streamers to stream it? You can't stream it until 4:10. What on earth? I don't understand. Why would they be allowing stores to distribute then? Are that many stores just breaking street date? 24 hour ban he didn't know well at least it's only 24 hours can't stream it early right but why are why are so many stores breaking street date listen I know sometimes I know sometimes you know somebody and they slip you your copy early and then they just ring you out they ring you out in the system you know the day that you're that you that you should be doing you're doing the wrong one pugs I was like, what are you doing? You got to do the projectile against her. Um, Square broke street date in Australia. That is so weird. Why would you break your own street date and then punish people for it? That is so odd. At least it's only 24 hours. Uh, S Punisher. How about following the trials model and allow us to continually run raids and you get the chest. If you finish flawless uh, for weapons and armor, additional pinnacle perks attached to them. I don't want additional perks and things attached to raid loot that requires me to run flawless. I don't I don't think that's a good idea. No. I don't I don't agree with that. I don't think that's a good idea. I, I if you're gonna if you're gonna add cool new perks or intrinsic perks or something like that, and you're gonna do that for raid loot, I think you need to do it on the raid loot. Not only if you go flawless. Now, if you want to give me bonus drops or something for running flawless, sure. But I think I'd, I'd be concerned about LFG and raid teams just turning really sour and really toxic. Because you're like, great, we got less drops because Bill died. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... I had another jump. It ate my second jump. Um, Square Enix had a message about it because of distribution issues. And they did ask people not to spoil. Well, if they publicly said not to, then I guess you're kind of, you know, you're kind of taking that risk if you stream it anyway. I didn't see any official statements about it, so um, he probably was willing just to maybe take the risk because of relevancy, like he wants to be in there day one because everybody else was. Um, so that's a bummer. Mm-mm-mm. Can't spoil a remake. Uh, yes and no. If raids were to change to open up farming, how would checkpoints be managed? Example, could I farm one checkpoint over and over, or would I have to begin at the beginning each time? Well, what do you mean? If you if you save the checkpoint on your hunter, and you keep dropping the team off at that spot, and then you leave with your hunter and play on your warlock, then, yeah, you could conceivably keep farming that spot. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. This, again, there's an impetus on Bungie to make the raid loot good. There's an impetus on them to make the raid loot good. If you're not going to make the raid loot good, then this conversation is pointless because everyone would be like, well, the best thing drops here, just farm this spot, right? You know, the, be- the best thing the best thing is is at this is at this encounter. So just, ru- just, just do this encounter, you know, and that's all anybody would do. They would always just farm the second boss or the third boss or whatever, and they would never do anything else. And I think that's part of the problem is they end up they end up creating a lot of loot that like no one gives a crap about and then so people are like well I guess I'll just 
you know, that's what people would do. They'd be like, well, the best loot is at the is at the second encounter. The best gun is at the uh, the best loot is at the first encounter, and then they would just farm the first encounter nonstop, and they wouldn't do anything else. I I can hundred percent see that being an issue, but that's again that's on Bungie. Bungie should be creating really good loot so every encounter has something worth chasing. I think we needed boots. Yes, that's one of the ones we needed. Oh, and it's a thousand too, so we got an even bigger jump on that. Excellent. Nice. Thanks for the help, boyos. That went really, really smooth. Um, you know what I'm saying? If every encounter had guns and armor worthy of your pursuit, you wouldn't want to do that. Now, obviously, the community would say, well, dude, this hand cannon at the second encounter is just absolutely stellar, and if people want to farm the second encounter all day long, I'm kind of like, who cares, right? If that's what they want to do. Now, if Bungie says, well, we've run simulations and the only way to protect against people doing that and getting too many good things too early, the only way to protect against that would be to really, really lower the drop rate and then that's going to hurt everybody else who just runs the raid kind of at a normal interval. So, I would be okay with them saying... Every time you run the raid, you get your, you'd almost have like a bounty that would check boxes and you wouldn't get loot for your reruns until you completed another run. So if you get the first encounter and the second encounter and you want to go back in on a checkpoint, no, you, you don't get those drops until you've beaten the entire raid randomize it where loot drops after completing oh you could randomize it where loot drops anywhere after completing the first run the danger there cry ha is if you did that people would be like well let's just run the opening encounter it's the fastest and they would just run it over and over and over and over and over again if the entire loot pool could drop at the first encounter they would just do that they'd be like well just run the first encounter over and over and over again it's the fastest so I think that what you'd want to do is you'd want to say the only way to reset your drops is to complete the entire raid. You would almost have to tie this to some sort of a bounty system where y- in- until you beat all four encounters, it doesn't reset the raid's loot for you, so you'd just be wasting your time. I didn't think of that. Right, you always have to think of everything the community might do because it, and that's something I always try to do. Like when I looked at the raid token situation, I'm sorry, the trials token situation, that's exactly what I said. I was, that's exactly what I thought and exactly what I said. I was like, well, people are just going to farm the bottom half of the card and keep their loot pool smaller. And that's what people are doing. So you would want it to say once you're done, once you're, once you're, you know, you're complete with the raid, you would then be like, okay, drops have been reset. It would like, it would like, re- almost like a chalice. You know how when you complete the menagerie, the chalice gets completed and you get loot and then you get another chalice back in the kill feed. It would be something like that. You would go into the raid with like a raid like chalice. It would be almost like a raid artifact. Not an artifact like we have now, but we'll, we'll call it a chalice. It'd be a raid chalice. And at encounter one, you'd get a drop. And so the little raid chalice would get a check mark on drop one. Okay, then drop two then drop three, and the chalice for the raid doesn't reset until you finish the raid. You finish the raid, check four, boom, chalice resets. Run it again. You wouldn't be able to just keep running encounters one and two over and over and over again. You'd be like, well, no, I'm not getting any drops. My chalice already has a check mark. I have to complete the raid to reset my raid chalice. 
something like that I think would work I'm not saying another raid chalice type of thing in our inventory to like grind and have us do all these things but wouldn't that be kind of cool though to have something that you're leveling up throughout the season that you take into raids the, the the higher the raid chalice gets the better your drops or maybe the better the currency drops or you know maybe you're getting chances at double drops or something and then again that would be another way for you to say we don't want you just farming you know encounters one and two all day you got to run the whole thing Ekin Ekins is there bandwidth to add an encounter to the yearly raid with each season? Something small and optional like the Xenophage in the Pit of Heresy. I mean, I love where your head's at, and I thought they were going to do this with Garden. Something about Garden of Salvation felt different to me. I was like, you know what? They might not do raid layers. They might do, hey, in Season of the Worthy, there's an alternate version of Garden you can run where the fights are a little different, there's different bosses and different mechanics, but it's the same rooms and it's the same raid. And it would almost be like a raid layer, but they'd call it something else. They'd call it like a, um, I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. But it would be like a raid layer. It would be like, well, it's not a brand new raid. It's a, it's a version, you know, of the of the raid. I thought they were going to do that with Garden. There was just something about the way the rooms were set up and the way the mechanics were set up. I mean, even the challenges made, especially the uh, especially the fight against the harpy, felt very different because of that. Do you get you get pinnacles from the raid still? Don't you? I'm kind of tempted to run Garden because right now I could use a bunch of weapons. Um, it's truds. Do you think that they need to add raid-specific mods in raids going forward? I would love raid-specific, um, either mods or raid-specific, uh, perks. Yeah. Yeah. A time-shift raid? Yeah, you could do a time-shifted raid, something like that. Yeah. You know. You get pinnacles, all energy weapons. I mean, right now, I could actually afford to get, um, you know, pinnacles in those lanes. I don't know what level my character is now. I think I'm like I'm think I'm right around a thousand. So if I get a thousand two, I can't get a heavy. That's the biggest problem. Um, if I got a thousand two here and there, that'd be four points. And then obviously, if armor drops, that'd be a huge help because the only thing that's a thousand and two is my boots. Obviously, I know I I know the armor drop rate's pretty frustrating for folks. D flawless. It'd be worth running at least once though. Do you think? Uh, raids and other endgame activities should get the menagerie sundial treatment running the raid could reward runes then after so many runs you could just select the thing you want I don't know I, I think there's a big danger in, uh, in saying that we want that everywhere I agreed with Astacross that going flawless should look like the end of sundial when you finished a sundial run you went and said okay this is the weapon that I want I don't know why you would give that level of agency to somebody running Sundial and not give that level of agency to somebody who just went flawless in Trials of Osiris. I don't know. I, I think it'd be fair to give that level of agency over a flawless run. But I also don't think we want to we want to literally do this everywhere, right? I, we don't want to do this in every single encounter. I, I think you could start to make the game feel very, very transactional. Too much, too much agency and player intentionality I think can be problematic and that is something that I would be worried about if if you're constantly uh, if you're constantly giving players uh, you know hyper hyper amounts of uh, of agency then you're almost turning it into like a a coke machine I don't want everything to feel like I'm ordering a value you know from a value meal you know oh here you go oh here you go oh here you go um I think that would be that would be problematic. Did I skip a question? 
No, I did not. Okay. Hockey Dan, do you think if raid loot is vastly improved, like you mentioned, that one raid a year will be able to hold over the hardcore base? Well, it's not really a question of whether or not it will. The, the question would be, if raid loot improves, then other legendary weapons should also improve. In a very general sense, I think that raid that, that, that legendaries and loot and perks in general, we need an armor 2.0 idea to land on weapons now i don't want weapons 2.0 to be like we're building our own stuff the way we do with armor we don't need that level of control but the hope would be that they'd start you know reinvigorating strikes and nightfalls and maybe other activities like escalation protocol sundial uh blind well you know they could bring some of those things back or re, you know re, give them a bit of a resurgence and put dope loot in there also that's why i said a raid npc would be helpful because you'd be like hey it's a brand new season there's a reason to go back into the raid, right? There's a reason. If we get the Taken Queen in September and we get Queen's Fall raid, let's just use that as an example because we all know that that's that's not they're not going to go that rigid on the name, but I think there is something coming with the Dreadnought and Savathun. Let's just say that's what we get. And the Queen's Fall raid lands in September and everybody loves it and we're running it and it's awesome and it's dope. Well, you know, the winter season could land and you could have a raid NPC that says, hey, there's all these new things for you to earn now in that raid. There's, uh, you know, there's ornaments for the weapons. There's ornaments for the armor. There, I have a reputation that you can level up and get benefits in the raid if you still haven't managed to snag some of the god rolls you're looking for. Well, now you can increase my level throughout the season and get chances at better drops, more drops, etc. Queen's Rise. Oh, I like that. That'd be a pretty good, yeah. That'd be a pretty good name for for uh, for the the DLC. In any case, and then they could make sure and not do all of it. Like, don't give me an ornament for every piece of armor. So in the winter season, they could say we're going to give you an ornament for helmet and arms, and then in the spring season, they could say we're going to give you an ornament ornament for the chest and boots, and then the final ornament could land in the summer for your class item. So if you've been diligently raiding and leveling up your raid NPC, when the year of that Queenfall raid is done, you have everything. You have every ornament, everything. Now, somebody might say, but why would I do that? Because the raid slot is going to get dated and stuck behind, or maybe it's really only worth running the raid armor for the raid you know, mod slot. This is where I think Bungie needs to pull out some of the stops and say that maybe a raid piece of, maybe raid armor should be able to use the entire year season slot. So, winter, spring, and summer seasonal mods should all be able to go into that raid. You're wearing that raid armor for a whole year, and then you go into that next September, and it's time to kind of replace your raid gear. It's time to replace your raid armor. You've been wearing it for a year. It gets a it gets a yearly pass. Right now, seasonal mods get the, you know, the season in front and the season behind. I think raid armor should just function different. It's like, no, raid armor should be able to get present season and the next three so four total seasons why if i'm only getting one raid a year that raid armor should get a little bit of some special treatment it's not getting replaced anytime soon if there's new activity armor new vendor armor whatever armor it's okay for the armor to shuffle forward that's not an end game activity trials armor should be a similar vein it's like if you work hard to get a full set of trials armor get some really great stats well, trials armor, if they like let's say they introduce brand new trials armor this September, 
that 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 armor should have sort of a a yearly pass on its seasonal slot. It should be able to it should be able to plug in the next year's worth of seasonal slots. Yeah, the rest of the stuff, the world drops, the activity drops, the vendor drops. Yeah, those can be one season behind and one season in front. They've got some freedom, but they're not quite as good as raid armor. That would make raid armor and trials armor a little bit better with regards to like I don't have to replace it quite as fast. My my mod slots are a little bit more uh, a little bit more relaxed, and I can I can wear this armor for a little bit longer. If that's the case, then why would I grind for the seasonal armor if the raid armor can do it all? Well, that's precisely my point, Diaz. There's 10% of the community runs raids. So that percentage of the community might do exactly that. They may be like, I'm not really interested in the seasonal armor. No, but raid armor's dope. The seasonal slot's got more flexibility, and every season, I have a reason to go back and raid and unlock these new ornaments. See what I'm saying? Like, they're investing in their raid armor over the course of a year. So by the time you get to the summer, you got a full set, fully ornamented, awesome armor. It's it's you're, you're done with the raid. You've you've squeezed every inch out of the raid that you could. And then when that happens, you'd be in a situation where you could say, "All right, I'm ready for the next raid." And if they do what I said where they have a normal and a hard raid where the sunset weapons would be able to be strong enough for the normal version of the of the raid a year later and then you'd be grinding for the new raid loot to go into hard mode so whenever you go into the hard mode version of a raid a year later you kind of leave behind all your old raid gear an entire year worth of raid armor and raid guns being relevant to your loadout and your in your build and then a year later replacing it i think is a pretty good system I, I think I think that would work really really well. William seventy two says he can't hear me anymore. Just the music. His headphones are probably like half in. That's usually what that means. Arcanus, is a raid NPC even necessary in the context of target farming? If the only raid is power relevant, I, uh, I'm talking more about Wrath of the Machine style loot structure with static rolls. I could feel is too generous at that point. Well, you're you're. You're saying, is the raid NPC necessary if we do all these things that I don't want them to do? I don't want them to do static roles. I, I, don't, I don't think that's a good idea. I think random roles with maybe really, really good curated roles and your chances of getting the curated roles go up the more you level up the NPC would be a good system. You know? I, I don't know. To me, if you did all of this, think about all the things I'm asking for. Make the raid loot better. Luke Smith says they want to work on that. So if the raid loot's better, now I really want to grind for god rolls. And if you allow me to rerun raids, this is the way that people can rerun Flawless, now I'm running the raid like crazy the season that it lands in, and I'm getting a bunch of god rolls. And maybe I'm trying to get god rolls on the stats, okay? And I am decked out. I got intrinsic perks on my raid guns. I got raid mods. I can run the raid like a champion, man. I'm just bl- I'm blasting through on normal and hard. Because I think both versions need to come back. Then, the next season rolls around. Winter season. Hey, you might be raiding less and less because you got all the stuff that you needed. But now, we're going to introduce two gun ornaments and two armor armor, armor ornaments. And you're going to want to kind of earn those by leveling up the NPC, running some bounties. And the bounties are helping your artifact. The bounties are helping you level up in general. And 
you're working your way towards getting those ornaments unlocked on the NPC. And maybe, just maybe, this is a good system, because someone in your group never got the role they wanted. They're like, oh man, I'm glad you guys are raiding again. I never got the shotgun that I wanted. Because everybody's raid team kind of starts to take a break. And if at the beginning of every season, you had that resurgence in your raid team, you'd be like, dude, let's go back in there. Let's go in that raid, man. I want to get these ornaments. The bounties are really good for XP. The raid itself is good for XP because they're going to try to balance activity XP versus, you know, bounty XP. So every, you know, every season you're like, oh, let's go. Let's go back in there. A raid, basically a raid NPC that works similarly to all the other NPCs. No. What NPCs right now let you unlock ornaments as you level up? What NPCs right now have any reason for you to grind them and level up? This is like the obelisks. I've been asking for this since the obelisk showed up. And everybody always has that guy in their raid team that's just super unlucky. He'd be like, oh, dude, I'm so glad it's a new season and we're raiding again. I never got the rolls I wanted on these two items. You know? Avin J. Is there room for any further PvE innovation, new activities beyond strikes or nightfalls, match horde mode activities and raids? Thinking about your Mexican food analogy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they're doing a pretty good job with the Warmind cells, the robots, and the, you know, the champions. I think they've innovated pretty well on the combat. I just think they're leaning too heavily on negative modifiers and deltas, you know? We had a good raid NPC. The problem is uh, only old raids. We had a system that worked, and people complained, and they took it away. I don't think it worked that well. I don't want to be able to buy a static roll weapon because I run the raid I didn't like that I would be okay with a raid being like hey you've earned some tokens this week running the raid trying to get some drops turn your tokens in get some extra you know just a couple extra drops couple extra random drops the way you do in trials it's truds do they need to increase the drop rate for older raid exotics or add an alternative uh, specific vendor method frame to grind them I think once a raid is I think once a raid is as old as like, what, Last Wish? I don't know, man. I, it should be like a 25% jo- drop rate. Like, why not? What are we doing? Why are you Why are you withholding? <laughs> why are you withholding that, you know, the 1K voices at this point? What's to be benefited by that? You know? Mr. Co- Mr. Co- Brett. Uh, do you think raid exotic should be a guaranteed drop after a certain amount of runs? Either that, or as I said, like you know, once you're three months out, I would I would bump the drop rate, you know, pretty significantly. I don't I don't think you need to keep it where it is. Niche King, would it be a good or bad change in your opinion if they change it to a system like Sundial after every raid? But yeah, we already had this question. I don't think that level of intentionality or agency is good for a raid. It's a little too much control. Lono, I have completed every raid as a day one D1 player. I'm now running with my wife and son who have not completed all the raids. Do you think it's in the works for old raids to become viable so the returning old raids has a point? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that there is a... uh, I believe that we will see an Age of Triumph at some point. Um, So... Uh, De- Destiny says, do you think that the way D1 handles raid loot was effective? And if so, how do you think D2 can replicate the success? Well, Destiny 1 did static rolls and then they limited your drops. And I I thought that worked fine from an organizational standpoint. Okay. 
the raid loot itself was not very good. The guns in King's Fall were not that impressive. Wrath guns were good, but nothing spectacular. I think the Wrath finally kind of brought, you know, Chaos Dogma and Steel Medulla and Genesis Chain and the X Machina. We're all we're all really really good weapons, but they were static rolls. So I'm not a fan of static rolls. I don't think that's the right call. I think letting us rerunning for for non-powerful drops combined with random rolls and maybe a really good curated roll in the mix would be the best way to do it. F says, best tip for getting back into Destiny after a year one break? Um, maybe find a video. I don't really have a device for you other than just to play and maybe probably play with friends would be the best choice. Uh, Chef... Booty Fillet says, Do you think that there could be a benefit to adding something like the weekly Eris quest that gives a hymn of desecration? Maybe a weekly bounty from Eris to kill certain Vex bosses and drop consumables that can boost your chance to get a weapon or armor in the raid. I mean, this feels like a very specific suggestion that could land in the raid NPC. I'm thinking big picture. I don't like to get down on the specifics like that. Uh, it's Truds. The whole raid ecosystem feels outdated and it's not changed really since Vogue. Would a revamp and grind focus be enough to keep hardcore attached as well as bring new laps players? I, I This is too generic, Truds. I mean, I don't know how to answer your question. Other than, to, other than to say, if you had an NPC and you could run the raid as many times as you want for really good rolls or really good armor stats, I think a lot of the hardcore players would do that. Uh, Bit Jagdash. What do you think the kind of discrepancies would be if they were to add the ability to gain powerful drops as well as random rolls from a rotating weekly hopper of previous raids? I think that's coming in an Age of Triumph form of thing. I just don't know when. Little based. Along with returning, uh, do you also think a raid should be rotated weekly? I'm confused why you guys are doing this. That's a couple of times now. It might just be really bad luck. Maybe there's something happening in chat that spurs the idea. Multiple times now, we have people submitting basically the exact same question back to back. It's one thing when like question three and question 40 are the same, but a couple of times a day, you guys are submitting identical questions. Uh, Mega Hop. Do you believe more open-ended raid overworlds would help in creating a more immersive space and a space which would allow for more uh, specified achievements? Think like the Dreadnought or the Leviathan. I mean... Uh, here's the problem with that. I think they spend, think of how much development time went into making the Leviathan and how big it is. The big giant open front, all those doors, a couple of doors can go inside, the underbelly, all those wandering paths. Yeah, the Castellum, okay? That's a raid in and of itself. I want you to imagine they didn't do any of that, okay? Imagine that you just land in the Leviathan and there's a door and you run up to the door and when you go inside, it's just the first encounter. And the first encounter is Bathers. I think Bathers would have been a fine first encounter. That would have been a fine opener, okay? Or maybe just have Castellum be the opening encounter and you don't keep going back there. All the development time that went into the underbelly, that huge opening area with all the enemies and the jump pads and the doors. If all of that bandwidth would have been spent on the raid layers, both raid layers could have probably been twice the size they were, and they would have felt like almost full-size raids. They spent so much time on that. I, I don't necessarily dislike them doing that, but I also think, man, you guys could really splice this stuff up and get a lot more capital. I don't need the underbelly for Leviathan to function as a raid. Um, Last Wish is very similar. You create all these areas, jumping areas, 
puzzle areas, pathways, big open rooms, and it's great for scenery, but eventually you gotta kind of say, is this really, should we really be spending developmental bandwidth on this? That's why I loved Wrath of the Machine. No frills, no extra nonsense, boom! Opening engagement right in, in, in a battlefield that's already in the game, it's in the public space, and then you're in the raid. Go! No, no fuss, no muss. You're just in there, man. The raid just, you're just, you're starting immediately. Um, I feel like they should do more raids like that. Just get, get, just get to it. You know, we don't need all this extra stuff. We don't need all these giant areas. That's so much development time. I, you could probably imagine it. Imagine if they would have done that with, well, garden does the same thing. Garden, you get right to it, but then you got all these big giant areas. It's like, what's the point of all this? You could have taken the area that you take like the weird elevator up at Garden. That could have been an encounter. So you could have done an Eater of World style, style Garden uh, Garden raid layer. You could have. You could have basically been like, that's where you start when you land. You could have gone through an elaborate jumping puzzle because the elevators could have been turned off. You go through an elaborate jumping puzzle, get a drop, and then that area right there with the statues in the water, that could have been a Eater of Worlds encounter where it's the same arena and the same rules, but you have like the crystal encounter and then the boss. You could have done that. Three encounters, one jumping puzzle. You could have done a raid layer right there in that spot in Garden. It's like you have these giant areas you build, and they're nothing. They just become a time sink later on. They just become like, a, oh, come on, Bill. Can you just go to orbit and come back? Or, or you, you know, somebody runs forward and pulls everybody forward. I worry that the raid philosophy just needs to be so penned in to say, just focus on the encounters and build encounters. I, you know... It, do we need to have do we need to have these huge transition areas? The transitions provide scope to what you are doing. I don't disagree with that Eugene, but we're operating under lower bandwidth. So like what you know what I mean? I I feel like you got to operate under different rules now. You got to operate under different rules now. We're not we're not in the Activision Vicarious Visions High Moon Studios world anymore. I don't want raids to be a more complex strike. Well, that's not what I'm arguing for. Listen to what I said. Make more raids like Wrath of the Machine. What if instead of some big, drawn-out, huge area, open skybox, puzzly areas, weird transitions, phases that eventually become a headache anyway, just what if instead of that, instead of Garden, you got a Wrath of the uh, Machine-sized raid, and then that freed them up to create two raid layers? I, I don't know. I think people would have liked that. They'd have been like, oh yeah, this is really intense raid. It gets right to the point. You know, one thing goes to the next. Not a lot of mazy jumping areas. Just one activity to the next activity, the next engagement. Cool boss fights, cool loot. Let's go. And then raid layer in the spring and the summer. You know? I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna die on this hill. But I definitely think there could be a shift in philosophy to say we have less bandwidth now. So do we make something the size of Garden or do we trim down the fat and get a little bit more bandwidth and maybe do a Wrath of the Machine sized raid and two dungeons? The, the, the areas they're building would make for great dungeons. They would make great for, you know, hidden hidden quests like Whisper and Outbreak. I, I'm thinking about pure maximizing capital from their bandwidth. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm thinking from that aspect and... 
how much capital do you really get out of all that first week it's so awesome to go through these big huge areas they're so large and there's these weird strange jumping puzzles and big spinning elevators oh this is so cool how how much enduring capital and value do they get do they get from that you know and if cutting that like got us a, another dungeon or a raid layer i feel like people would be people would be okay with that after third run yeah, after the third run it's like now i'm not saying i don't enjoy those spaces i think garden of salvation has some of the best set pieces in all of destiny there are some amazing set pieces that you get to kind of travel through and I love it. I think it's dope. But I think we're operating under different rules right now. Pinoy. What do you think about rotating pinnacle awards among the older raids? Keep Garden of Salvation pin- oh, we already had this question. Uh, how would you how would slot leveling fix the gear diversity cuz there's still a lack of pinnacle heavy sources? You're pinpointing a specific pain point that has nothing to do with slot leveling. Slot leveling hurts loot diversity. You got to read Paul's article or actually engage with what we're saying. You're you're not engaging with what we're saying. If you maybe you weren't here for the Rageless Roundtable, maybe you haven't read Paul's article. It's weird to ask the question without actually engaging with the argumentation first, but whatever. Slot leveling empowers more diversity because when I go to run a legendary lost sector and then I go to run the public event and then maybe I go to run a nightfall, I'm changing my loadout a lot when I'm doing that. And you want to know what happens? I'm, my level is all over the place. Somebody the other day was like, Lono, why is your level so low? Like right now I'm 990. Uh, well, I'm 990 because I unequipped all my most powerful stuff. So right now, this slot is a thousand, and so is this. The game, the game is viewing this is a thousand, and this is a thousand, and that is a 998. It's, it's uh, the game is already viewing me in that way. So I'm a thousand and five. All right, I'm actually higher than that. I am. I'm actually. I'm actually a thousand and ten, right? So, but I just ran the, the the pit of heresy, and the loadout that I chose to run with dropped me to nine ninety. Well, that's just annoying—a twenty level detriment. Oh, we'll infuse your stuff. Really? You want me to infuse Ari- like my Ariana's vow and and this and that and all these other things that I only use in certain circumstances? I I don't need to, you know. 998 996 is close enough for jazz like I'll just I'll just do that. So it kills loot diversity because you're like, well, do what and that and that was something that Paul brought up. It's like you make all these changes to weapons and archetypes like, oh, maybe try out sunshot, man, cuz you can get uh from from solar splash damage with this one new mod now, you can get war mine cells to drop. Well, I don't know. I mean, if if I don't want to lower my level to run sunshot, you know, and try and experiment. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna. Uh, let me try out this new weapon. Let me try out this new thing. Let me try out this new combination. This build I found. Let me see if I like it. Well, in order to do that, you got to invest a junk ton of resources into infusing all those particular items up. Slot leveling is already in the game, right? The, the game already views those slots as their highest equipable. As far as the game is concerned, my kinetic is an a thousand. Th- that's that's the level I'm at. A thousand, a thousand, nine, nine, eight, and over here, a thousand, a thousand, a thousand, a thousand, two, nine, nine, nine. As far as the game is concerned, and my drops, my drops are geared in relation to slot leveling. 
there there's no reason to make me infuse well if you want to experiment with this got to infuse it do you want to try and experiment with the new seventh serif shotgun got to infuse it up to make sure you're max level if you're going to run end game content which with the nightfalls and the thousand level legendary lost sector and the public event being at 980 you generally don't want to be running around with 959 stuff or 929 stuff I don't know how weapon slot leveling would work with weapon retirements. Well, you would cap a weapon. So right now, this slot's a thousand, okay? And let's say something got sunset. Well, if it got sunset, you would look at it and it wouldn't be affected by the slot leveling. It'd be, oh wow, this slot's a thousand, but that thing's 960. So when I equip that item, it drops the slot to 960. So there would be items that would become immune to the slot's increase, increase in leveling. I disagree your drops are based on max base level. You you don't disagree, you don't understand what I said. You're not disagreeing with me. That's exactly what I said. The web the, the, the game views you as if slot leveling is a thing. You, right now when I'm getting drops, it's viewing me as if it's viewing me as if slot leveling is a thing. It's based off of the highest equipable on that slot, which is exactly what my base gear score is, which is exactly what influences drop drop totals so you're not disagreeing with me you didn't understand the point that i made like the game already has slot leveling it already treats you as if you if as if slot leveling is a thing but then infusion just rears its ugly head and you're like well i'm not going to experiment i'm just going to go with my tried and true loadout i see this as a problem with me in trials i wanted to experiment with other weapons but because of uh, i'm at 1k light level i need to infuse everything so i don't get slapped with the light level advantage exactly if you're going to have more power enabled areas like iron banner and trials slot leveling needs to become a thing man i'm so sick of the meta everyone's running the meta and it's like well i i infused all the stuff that's sort of meta and instead of experimenting or trying out different things I'm not going to do that because I'm going to lower my power level. Man, these guys are going crazy, dude. You want to put on your thorn? Sorry, dude. My thorn's not up to level. I can't. I, I, I don't have any infusion. I don't have any upgrade modules. This is false. There is not slot leveling. The game views you based off of the highest weapons and gear you have in all your inventory. You just disagreed with yourself, big lumps. That's what slot leveling is. If the game views you based off of the highest weapons and gear in all of my inventory, that's slot leveling. You don't understand what you're saying. You just described slot leveling. (laughs) The game is basically like, what should we give Lono right now? And it's like, okay, what's his highest equipable gear? It views every slot as if it's at its maximum equipable piece. Therefore, slot leveling is already in the game. You used to have to equip your highest level stuff before turning stuff in. Do you remember that? But not what's equipped? Right! That's exactly the point! It doesn't have to be equipped to count. It's treating the slot as if it's a thousand. That's slot leveling. (laughs) It's not expensive to infuse. They made it so easy to get materials. Why casualify with slots? It's not casualify. It's encouraging loot diversity. It's encouraging experimentation. It's encouraging trying different things. They just added the fact that you could use overload on swords. You want to try that out? You want to take that for a spin? Well, not really. I don't have any swords leveled up. Do I want to spend one of my 10 upgrade modules to experiment with the sword? I don't want to freaking do that. But if my power slot was just like, nope, that's a slot. The slot's a thousand. Yeah, throw a sword on. Go for it. Go take that for a spin. What do you mean casualify? It 
it's just a headache, brother. Like, look at how many upgrade modules you get. You want to talk about casual flying infuse infusion? You get nine upgrade modules your first eight levels. And then you get six more. By the time you get to 20, you got 15 upgrade modules. It, It's not about the expense. It's about, it's just, it's, and eventually you're going to run out. If you're infusing literally everything, think about that. Every time you want to experiment, you're going to infuse. Also, like, what's the point in having power level as like a badge of honor of like, I'm not just doing my legendaries and my milestones. I'm almost, I'm also doing pinnacles. I'm, you know, I'm also doing pinnacles. So man, I'm a, I'm a thousand and I'm a thousand and twenty right now. But then every time you switch to some other random weapon or some other random piece of armor, it lowers your power level. It's about being people being lazy. I think your argumentation's lazy. That's the irony. You're not making any good points. Just throwing around dirty words, casualify and lazy. You're just trying to insult the people that you don't see eye to eye with, which is a lazy form of argumentation, which is ironic. It's not, you're not making a good argument. You're just asserting that it's casualification. No, it's not. It's lazy. No, it's not. I want to experiment. I want to do different things. Like, I, I'm destiny rich and it's a freaking headache to be like, well, I could mess around with some different builds and some different weapons. I could go into trials and try out some different weapons and builds, but I have to go and infuse a bunch of stuff. I don't want to. What argument is that? It's not that I don't want to. It's too... We have way too much loot, Diaz. We have way too much loot. If the game is already viewing me as if that slot is that level, there's no harm in instituting slot leveling. There's nothing gained by telling somebody, hey, you only have one loadout that works right now. Your maximum score loadout, right? So let's say they take their maximum score loadout to get to 1,000 so they can go do Legendary Lost Sectors, okay? And then they want to go run Trials. Well... Their loadout for the Legendary Lost Sector is nothing like their loadout for Trials. So now you're giving them homework. Yeah, go and infuse the stuff that you want to you, you know, you take into Trials. There's no reason. They've completely invalidated Infusion as a grind anymore anyway. Who's actually grinding Spider Bounties for Infusion stuff? And who wants to pay to... Inf- who, who plays to infuse their entire vault every season? Exactly! That's exactly right! Oh man, they made some changes to these weapons. Let me experiment with them. Oh, forget that. I got to infuse everything. I have eight different linear fusions. Well, there's not that many linear fusions in the game. You know, I have I have all these different swords I want to mess around with. I have all these different weapon combinations I want to mess around with. All these different mods they put in the game. Let me try out some stuff. Oh, forget it, dude. I got to infuse everything. Infusion is just outdated. It's not necessary anymore. There's no actual grind. There's no. It's not like if they take this away, it's suddenly hurting your experience. Like, what are you engaging with right now? Where if I do slot leveling, you're suddenly like, well, you just really hurt the game for me. I was really enjoying grinding for uh, upgrade modules. What are you talking about? It's not going to hurt your experience at all. What are you doing right now that would be diluted and weakened by them doing this? It wouldn't hurt your experience. This, again, is just that that tone-deaf argumentation for a pain point that you glide over. It's shortening your experience. What are you doing right now that's part of your daily and weekly ritual to make sure that you can infuse stuff? What on earth are you doing? If you're a hardcore player, I don't ever need... I just go and buy them. I would be done much faster. Done with what? What do you mean? I just go to the tower and buy them. Well, you, you like... You like taking trips to the tower? (laughs) 
what is that part of your ritual going to the tower and buying upgrade modules from from banshee come on it wouldn't hurt your grind at all that's absurd it was just like the streamers that said infusion should be costly and hard and then in the next breath they're like i never i never struggle to infuse stuff i always have plenty of materials to infuse it's like arguing for a pain point that doesn't affect them what weekly grind and ritual are you engaging with to infuse your weapons in Destiny? They weren't. They just played a lot, so they naturally had plenty of them. You're arguing for a system that's a band-aid for the current overload of loot. The right call is the sunset, and then this argument doesn't need to even happen. Well, that's completely false and untrue. No, that's not true at all. You're only going to have a small batch of weapons getting sunset every 12 to 15 months. It's not like every season you're starting completely fresh. You're overstating the pruning that would happen from sunsetting. I would still have plenty of weapons that I would want to experiment with. I would go into a new season and be like, well, I got a bunch of stuff from Season of Dawn. I got a bunch of stuff from Season of Worthy. I got a bunch of stuff from the summer season. All this stuff is viable in September. I want to try some things out. I want to experiment with stuff. But the minute you go into power-enabled environments or delta-enabled environments, you're going to be like, well, I I just, I don't want to go through the pain of infusing something. I want to infuse and invest in something just to see if I like it. It's stupid. I honestly think when people blame casuals, they're just actually just gatekeeping with extra steps. I don't want the poor casuals to be powerful in joining my content. Right, or you just want them running through needless hoops. To be fair, you're assuming that there will be a small pool that will be sunset? No, I'm not assuming. It's factual. It's factual. So right now, they've added 27 weapons to this season. That means in 12 months, whenever this, whenever the the spring season rolls around in 2021, there'll be 27 weapons sunset. I'm not assuming anything. That's how it's going to work. You're not going to land in a season. They're like, hey, uh, 98 weapons just got sunset. What? Wait, why? No, the minute you get 12 months away from the weapon dropping, it would get sunset, meaning... The minute you're 12 months away from this season, only 26 to 27 weapons would get sunset, meaning a significant portion of your loadout would still... Think about it. Also, when that happens, those 27 weapons get sunset. Now, every single weapon that you earned after that, so everything I earn in the summer, everything I earn in September, and everything I earn in the winter, three seasons worth of loot is still viable for me, which means I still have a junk ton of loot that I could potentially equip, and then you make infusion. It's like, well, but yeah, but I mean, uh, if you want to, if you want to run that in that activity, you got to level it up. You got to infuse it. Why? Right now, new guns drop at your level, so the only guns you have to level up are old past seasons guns. Um, you can try all the new guns level now. Yeah, that, that you're you're still not engaging with what I'm saying. If you want to experiment with anything, any of the exotics, any of the new guns, I'm sorry, any of your new changes to things like swords, you have to infuse all of it. Slot leveling will er erase an unnecessary portion of the grind, which is material farming for upgrades. A huge chunk of the player base can now expand on what they enjoy in the game. Right, it just is completely unnecessary. There is almost, I I guarantee you, there's not even a quantifiable amount of people in this community that are material grinding. There's no way. There is no way people are doing that. I I highly doubt. You can experiment in elimination. No need to infuse. 
I just, I just don't have patience anymore for hardcore players arguing against things that are sensible. You're not grinding. You're not benefiting from infusing right now. You're protecting something that's stupid. Like, why protect it? You know what I mean? We dig our heels and protect things that are dumb. Why do you care about infusion? Like, like I said before, I think one of the single greatest setbacks to this game are hardcore players protecting things that don't matter to them. It doesn't affect you. Leveling's too fast. Hardcore players were leveling up in a week anyway in the past. A week to two weeks. Now you level up in a couple of days. Oh no, dude, you can't get rid of infusion. Why? What are you doing? What's it doing for you? What grind? What lane? What what activity? What what ritual am I taking away from you if we go to slot leveling? Nothing. It does nothing to your weekly experience. Nothing. But you're going to argue to protect it. Why? Be- because nothing. Because no. I don't like it. There's no reason to do it. It would open up a better and more fun grind than going for materials. Nobody's going for materials, man. Nobody's doing that. The people that are in here right now defending it, there's no way you're going on like some daily ritual weekly grind of materials. Yeah, dude, I'll just run around Titan, man. I just pick everything up. It's great. No, you don't. No, I'm not taking anything away from you if you go to slot leveling. Absolutely not. I think one of the biggest dangers we've had over the years is change takes really, really long time because people dig their heels on stuff. People dug their heels in on leveling and infusion, and it took a year for Bungie to realize that it wasn't good for the player experience. I go to Spider. Yeah, everybody just goes to Spider anyway. If you're Destiny rich, you just buy what you need. Fuzzy Epic Muffin. Uh, With sunsetting, is there any changes that they should be made to the raid armor and mod slots, or would you leave it as it is? I already said that. I, yeah, you, you probably submitted this before I said it. I really think raid armor should have seasonals like a, a, a seasonal mod slot that lasts for like a year, right? So, um, if it's uh, let's say you get the you get the raid stuff in September, so then winter, spring, and summer, all those mods should be able to go in. You know, play for shards, go to spider, buy mats, repeat. Yeah, I just don't think there's any reason to do that tattoo. That's my point. Is it's like you're Think about it like this. If I'm going into a legendary lost sector and I feel like experimenting and I don't have any upgrade modules on me, what do you think the average player is going to do? What are they going to do? They're not going to experiment. They're going to be like, ah, forget it. Let's just run it. Let's just go. Right? They're not going to go to Spider and then go to Banshee and then buy upgrade modules and then infuse a bunch of stuff and then go down in. Right? They're not going to do that. They're going to be like, oh, I'm just running it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So I think you're creating one of the reasons I think like everybody's like, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. I'm so bored. Says the people running the same gun, same loadout up. You infuse the same weapons. You take the same approach. You run the same armor. You do all the same things you've always done. I think if experimentation was more empowered, you'd be like, yeah, I'll I'll try this out. I saw somebody the other day running this. They were running a sword for the overload. They were running the sunshot to make the war mine cells. And then they were running a a sidearm uh, for anti-barrier because it shoots really fast. I don't know if we try that out. You're not going to do that if there's eight steps between you and changing your loadout. You'd be like, I'll just, uh, that's, no, that's fine. I'll just, I'll just use what I always use. You know? fuzz uh 
I think a lot of people are afraid of taking breaks in D2 because they feel that if they don't play for a season, they'll get left behind on power for the next. Should they implement a system that they had at launch of Forsaken at the end of every season where they raise the base power of all items to a certain light level? For example, at the start of next season, should they raise it to 980 or 990? I mean, they did this season. They made it ridiculously fast to hit 950, so they already did what you're suggesting. Um, Bungie 101. If you have done a raid this week already... If you do it again, will you get loot? No, you will not. That's precisely what I'm arguing against. You should be able to run it as many times as you want, I feel. Um. Hawk, how do you make loot more target-based, specifically on a weapon? After 49 Last Wish runs, I finally got a curated nation of beasts, but it was too RNG. I like weapons, but it's not worth it if it's too random. Well, this is why... Okay, so your experience was super spread out. I don't know when you started running Last Wish, but ima- like I know a ton of people still haven't gotten a one k, a one k voices. That's way too spread out. That is way that is way too spread out. I think that uh, I think they meant like everything in your vault would auto level up. Oh, um, I mean I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. I think they could do that annually though. I think they could do that annually instead of every season, but I don't I don't care either way. So it's too spread out. If they allowed you to run the raid more than 3 times a week, okay? Let's just say they let you run it 6 times a week. That automatically means that people are running it 6 times a week. However long it took you to get the the 1k voices, it would have taken you the same amount of runs, but it would have been half the time, half the amount of weeks, right? Because instead of running it three times a week, you'd be running it six times a week. So instead of it taking you two months to finally get 1K, it would have taken you one month. Um, and I think that's probably the better approach. Right now, it's so spread out. It's like If you're really, really dedicated, I gave up on the chattering bones that I wanted. I think every raid, when they introduced uh, random rolls, I think every single time a raid has come out, I've just given up. I eventually just give up. I'm like, I don't give a frick. I gave up on the anarchy. I gave up on the chattering bones that I wanted. I'm just like, dude, I'm not doing this. I don't like this. I don't like, you know, going through this and then being like, well, I'm done. Now, if I could have every day been like, yeah, let's run a couple raids. Let's see what I get. And then be like, ah, shoot. And then I come back the next day and I'm like, yeah, let's run a couple raids and see what I get. I would have been fine with that. I mean, maybe initially, because Trials is relegated to the weekends, maybe initially Bungie could say, we're going to do a raid reset that's now daily instead of weekly. Let's start small. So I could do three raids a day, right? Oh, three raids a day. I'm done. Cool. Check that box as a hardcore player. I'll come back tomorrow. I come back the next day and I run three. Now, somebody might push back and say, well, what if I can only raid over the weekend and I want to raid more than that? I don't know. Maybe you can bank so many. So if you don't raid on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, maybe you can bank nine. And then you could run it, you know, nine times or 12 times over the weekend. But again, they would limit it to only roughly, you know, three a day. You know, they could go back to like a, yeah, it's, it's you know, it resets daily. But if you didn't run it, it stacks for, you know, you, you get some carryover or something. Build up like primes. Exactly. You know, they could do something like that. You know, start out small. So then I'm able to do that. Now, if they do this, then I wouldn't think that you'd say, oh, it took me 49 runs to finally get the Curated Nation of Beasts. Well, if you're running the raid nine times a week, it's only going to take you a month and a half to get there. Instead of being like, oh, f- 
freaking took me, you know, it, it, it took me so many times. And also, you're not necessarily even running them all back to back week to week to week because your, your team gets tired of doing it, you know? Three times a week, that's 16 weeks. That's four months. That's four months of diligent raiding to finally get what you want. I don't think so. I just, I don't think that's that's the right way to do it. That's, you know, four months later, you finally get the nation of beasts that you want? I don't know. 21 of each raid per week is going to be a lot of raids. Is that class is starting small? Well, but that's maximum, Harry. How many times? I mean, what Jake went flawless 50 something times the first weekend. Is that a problem that he went to the, to the it, that he opened the lighthouse chest 55 times? You know, maybe on your maybe on your your fourth run and beyond, they lower drop rates a little bit because you're like, well, it's only one chest, Lono. It's one flawless chest, not four boss encounters, right? But each boss encounter has its own raid, its own pool, so it kind of works, right? Venom OG, what do you think about daily raid lockout rather than infinite grind? Yeah, I've, I didn't read. I didn't read ahead, but that's just what we were talking about, Arcanus. Do you think with the way they're going forward with seasons into year four, they could spend a season to restructure boss fights and potentially add champion mechanics? I, I think this is what Luke Smith talked about in his director's cut, reinvigorating and reinvesting in core activities. Um, it was 71 clears before I got Anarchy. Ugh. Uh, young Blood. I think that Bungie needs to make stat rolls more meaningful than they are currently. Sure, you can make really strong builds, but you do not need them to beat content. What are your thoughts on that statement? I'm skipping your question. Well, I'll answer it. I don't like this. You're just complaining about something and they be like, what are your thoughts? It's not a question. It's you complaining and wanting me to address your complaint. Listen, you don't need anything to beat the content. Throw on all blue gear and go run strikes and raids and nightfalls and you'll be just fine, right? You don't need any of it. The, the argumentation that like you don't need it to beat content, you've invalidated all of Destiny for the last five years, so why play? I don't... You know what I'm saying? I... I, I don't know why this question comes up. You didn't need God Roll a Mago Loop or Grass of Malak, but people went for it. You didn't need the Genesis Chain, but people wanted to get it. You never needed any of that stuff. So why play? The argumentation is incentive and the lack of it? No, it's not. No, this argumentation is so weak. I'm so sick of people reusing this argumentation. What do you mean incentive? It's a great weapon. It looks cool and it feels cool. That's always been the incentive in Destiny. It has never been, if you want to beat such and such content, you need to go and get these weapons. They've never said that, ever. That's never been Destiny. You guys are creating an ideal that never existed. There was never a time where they said, man, this new raid, you're really going to want this new content. Now, to an extent, Vogue kind of did this, right? Normal than hard Vogue and having Oracle Disruptor certainly helped. It's like, oh, I really, really want to get that weapon. Oracle Disruptor is going to help on hard. Did you need it? No. That statement has never rung true in destiny there has never been a time where you needed a god roll or you needed to min max your stats there's never been a time for that but believe me when that when that grandmaster raid drops okay when that grandmaster raid drops 
and people are running these crazy arc builds and they're making war mine cells everywhere and you're not because you're like I don't need it well they, they're probably going to be more powerful than you they're going to have war mine cells everywhere they're going to be blowing up they're going to be throwing them they're going get, to be getting all these benefits and you're going to be sitting over here with your non min max stats with your non experimented builds and you're going to be having a harder time so I won't deny there's a lack of aspirational content to min-max 2. I'm not going to deny that. But there's never been a time where you needed that. So it's like, if you liked Destiny back then, and you just chased stuff back then, why were you doing it? I think sometimes people just have to come to, the, come to grips with the fact that like maybe there was nothing else to play, and Destiny was just kind of your hobby. And now that there's other games to play, and there's other things to take up your time, you're sort of like... I don't really feel a strong desire just to chase a bunch of god rolls this season. That's fine. That's okay. But that's not a criticism of the content. You can't be like, man, I can't believe Destiny just rolled out another season with more cool rolls and cool mechanics and cool guns. But yeah, I don't really need any of it. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I know. That's never really been that way. There doesn't need to be precedence to want what is in the game. Well, there doesn't need to be need, you know. You don't need anything to beat the content. You can beat the content a whole lot easier and quicker with god rolls and really strong builds, though. I mean, if when I was running 100 mobility worm husk, it was fun in PvE to constantly be able to heal myself. I liked it. That felt kind of saucy. I, that was kind of nice. You know, I didn't need it to beat the content. I'm running strikes and legendary lost sectors. It's not even that hard, you know. But it's certainly nice to always be able to heal my character. Skyrim Mage. Since there was a seal discovered for Grandmaster Nightfalls, do you have any opinions on it? That's the only reason people are going to run Grandmaster Nightfalls. I think Grandmaster Nightfalls are going to are going to go over like a lead balloon. Nova Hands. Hey Lono, do you think that there's ever they're ever going to add raid perks to raid weapons if they already have raid mods on armor? Do you see them doubling down like that? Um, they seem to have always pivoted, right? Because in Vogue, you got Oracle Disruptor. Did they have mods? I'm sorry, were there intrinsic perks on Vogue armor? I can't remember. I forgot to thank I Am Melee for 20 months and 27 months from CG Cub. I think it was just Oracle Disruptor on the weapons, right? Um, I don't think that they... I don't think that they did that. It's, and then in and then in um, Wrath of the Machine, the armor the armor had really really cool perks, like you're stronger when holding a Siva charge, or you have more agility when holding a Scorch Canner, uh, a Scorch Cannon. But then the guns didn't have perks for the raid, right? <clears throat> Resurrect says i think farming raids would be extra sweet but it would drive engagement down in lfg after a month of people who have more time to play what do you think about adding curated roles like previous raids that make them extra special but the catch would be only having a chance in the first clear i mean i could see doing something um uh i could see them doing something with that and saying like we want to make sure we keep longevity there we want to make sure um that they that they do that you know I don't necessarily think that they I don't necessarily think that they're gonna say 
man oh man engagement goes down after a month we better not do this I think engagement goes down after a month anyway because people get burned out they don't get what they want right but I do think they could do something like you're saying like put some sort of a barrier put some put put some sort of a barrier in there to really make it you know eh, you're not going to get every single thing within the first month you know Jeffy Jeef, you asked a question that said, when do you start answering questions? That, I, do I need to tell you why that's a stupid question? Do I need to tell you that? Or can you deduce it on your own? You also asked, how about dismantling armor for single-use ornaments? I don't know if, did that not get through? That one should have gotten through. Maybe Nightbot didn't catch it. But your second question was just kind of like, I'm not, why should that, that doesn't need to be submitted, dude. You're acting... Which question are you talking about? If it's the one about single-use single, single use ornaments off of a dismantle, maybe Nightbot didn't get it. I'll answer your question right now. I don't think dismantling for ornaments is the way to go because you're basically going to say, oh man, I've got all my gods here armor and I only need to get the armor piece to drop once from a given activity and then I dismantle it and I have an ornament. My second question was because I didn't understand the system. Okay, no worries. I just answered your first question. You know, submitting questions that aren't relevant to Q&A, you can ask the mods, you can ask community members. That's why I said single use. Oh, you mean the ornament is literally only a single use ornament. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's a danger there again because you could still say, I have all my god tier armor. I don't need to take any of it off. This is my PvE armor. And then when you go to grind an endgame activity like a raid, you would that'd be your one-time use of the ornament and that's all you would need, right? You would never unseat your god roll armor. I, it's just a delicate balance. I would run raids multiple times for the ornament each season. I'm not saying that they couldn't do something with raids where you run it multiple times for ornamentation, but I don't know if you want to turn endgame activities into, oh, you just need the armor one time and then you, and then it's ornamental. You know, you got to be careful. You're going to devalue the grind very quickly if you if you go too hard with, with that with that kind of an idea. Mega, what do you think about the completion of a raid giving you the option like the sundial to pick an item? So that's already been submitted, that idea today. Potato Jim, what's your opinion on the way they have Warner as a Leviathan vendor in the tower? I've already expressed my uh, thoughts on that. Cryha, do you think things like Menagerie should have non-Menagerie loot refresh? We get this question a lot. I think the Menagerie could be a place where they dump, you know, recycled stuff from, you know, Vex Offensive and Sundial if, if they want to bring it back. Um, what if they adopted a system similar to WoW? You get reroll tokens. Nope, rerolling gear. I never want to be able to do that. Salvation. You mentioned a raid NPC. Could you not require a weekly clear of the raid to unlock the NPC, but after the unlock, the NPC would offer weapon armor bounties that would require five encounter clears or auto unlock? Yeah, I mean, you're getting down into specifics. I'm going big picture. I'm not getting into specifics. You have a raid NPC. He gives you a reason to grind the raid. He gets, he's got bounties, maybe targeted farm, maybe ornaments that you unlock once you get him to a certain level. And then every season he could bring new stuff. So the raid is the same raid, but you have new reasons to go back in. DC talk. Well, now that's a shout back. Uh, what do you think about having a challenge raid each week similar to Nightfall? Yeah, we've already had this question. I think the Age of Triumph rotating raid thing is probably coming eventually. Astral Bodies. What do you think about the absence of Adept Trials loot? Does it put an in, uh, a finite end to Trials once you've gotten all the loot? Uh, yeah, d- d- down with the DC talk. That's old. That is freaking old school. You're old, you're old school. That's OG right there. Um, 
yeah, I mean, uh, there's still, I think, something to be said for grinding for god rolls. It might take people a long time to get a god roll. I don't think it's just like automatically over once you've gotten all the loot. Nobody plays Destiny that way anyway. Nobody's going to be like, oh, got the shotgun, I'm done. There's a huge difference between a god roll, Astral Horizon, and a, and a bad roll. Um, so, you know, no one, no one's going to do that, I don't think. Now, my opinion on the absence of Adept Trials loot, I, I am... I am pretty frustrated by that, especially considering they added celerity. Like they could have just made celerity an intrinsic perk on adept weapons. Like I, I don't know why they didn't do that. You know, I don't know why they didn't do that. Manny, Lono as a PVE player, why stick around for the rest of the season now that Trials is a mess? As a master, uh, our Master Nightfall is really supposed to hold my interest. Class games, you mean Guardian games? The mods can be fun, but not worth the grind. This is not a question, this is you whining. Stop playing. I don't give a frick if you stop playing. Clopas, I apologize if this has been asked or talked about. Uh, I've been in and out of classes. Have you guys talked about bringing back D1 raids into the next few years? What are your thoughts on that? I, I don't know, man. It's a lot of development time for a minority of the player base. I know it takes a lot for them to completely rebuild stuff. Even the maps in PvP had to be rebuilt. So I just, I don't know if this is going to be a likely thing. I would love it. Believe me, I would love it, but I think it's unlikely. Arcanus, do you think that they should give you an increased drop rate for raid exotics based on how many triumphs you have completed on a specific raid? I think raid drop rate on exotics should just increase the more you run it. So after about a month and a half, it's very likely that you have it. I think that's reasonable. Clopas. What do you think if they bring back the old raids making guns like Midnight Coup Exotic and other guns similar? We've had this question so many times today thin layer of frustration here you guys are just not some of you guys are just like submitting i know sometimes this happens but man i feel like people are just kind of doing it on purpose sometimes like we literally i just answered this at the beginning middle and end it's not like this was question two then 51 we've answered this question at least seven times today um now i'm not mad at clopas maybe that's just a theme of the q a it's clear from q a that people really really want an age of triumph to happen so i think it's coming and I just don't know when. I don't think they're going to sleep on a good idea that worked in D1. I think you're going to get your wish. Um, it's just, we've had this question a lot today. Coldheart. Do your slot leveling work in the vault as well? Anything that goes in the slot hits that level unless it's been sunset. Uh, fanged Duckling. So with slot leveling, would it be per character or account? Wouldn't you be able to trade weapons to increase power level between characters? Well, sure, that would create the boomerang effect, but their armor would be way behind, so then drops of armor would boomerang up, and that'd be fine. Leveling should be pretty automatic anyway, you know? Leveling should be pretty automatic. Maybe people are popping in and out of stream. Yeah, 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 it's fine, it's fine. I'm just kind of letting you know, like, a couple of these people also were submitting the questions back to back. Like, just, you know, do your best. I know if you're on mobile, I get it. It's hard to see chat when you're submitting your question. I, I tried typing on mobile the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Um, it's, you know, it's hard. It's hard to both see chat and uh, and submit those questions. But I, as I said, I think it does show that people really want an Age of Triumph. We've gotten the question like seven times today. I think an Age of Triumph for raids in D2 uh, is, a, is a desire and I think it's probably pretty likely, but not, not in the near future. Yoshi. Would you like to have just an overarching light level for your character instead of weapons and armor? I don't know if they're going to get rid of loot, you know, gear affecting your your level anytime soon. I don't think they're going to do that. I, you know, I think the artifacts there to cushion the blow, but they're not going to convert totally to that. Um 
X-Man 2K2. What makes you think that Bungie has the bandwidth and manpower to make this kind of change? They haven't even fixed the emblem encounter yet. Again, this is not a question. This is just you complaining. Um, what makes me think they have the bandwidth? Again, that's just an accusatory question. Stop using my Q&A to complain. Dan Papa. If Bungie made Infusion free, would it be okay to slightly increase the cost of master working items? I mean, that would be the easiest thing to do. Honestly, just make Infusion free or only cost Glimmer. I mean, I guess that'd be okay. But again, that creates a problem. If I go into content and I've and I've leveled up my Ariana's Vow, my Wendigo, and something else, because I want to run this content with champions, and then I go into trials, I need drops to infuse, even if you make it free. I still think slot leveling is better. I still think slot leveling is better. You know, better. Better. I think I think slot leveling is better. That's a, that's a mouthful. That's a tongue twister. I think it's better because you. You could just be like, yeah, I, I've earned, right? I've earned a thousand and five or whatever. If leveling is free, why even have the levels? What well, you saying infusion, if infusion was free. The idea like, oh, I finally got a blue drop. Sweet, I can infuse this helmet up that I've been wanting to try out. I want to try out this exotic and it kind of fell behind. I've been wanting to try out Sunshot, you know? Having infusion cost is just completely meaningless at this point. It just is. Like, leveling... Leveling is a rite of passage and takes time, but making people pay to infuse is just like, I just don't understand why anybody would defend that system. Studly. In your slot leveling scenario, would everything in your inventory get leveled up to your slot level? That's exactly right. So you can dabble and experiment, and as long as you've earned, you've earned a thousand on your energy weapon, every energy weapon you equip is a thousand. Think about it. It's especially frustrating in this regard. The artifact and your total level can make up the difference. I could go into a legendary lost sector and I could be 998, but I could have a 750 equipped, a 750 gun equipped because I want to experiment with it and see if I like it. Because I'm like, well, let me try out the champion mods on this. Let me see how I like this. But it's a 750, so it's going to do less damage because it does damage in relation to its overall power. So slot leveling also solves that problem. It's like, again, you're just empowering people to experiment and try out different things. You've added an artifact, you've added artifact mods, champions, champion mods. You've added um, the Seraph weapons, you've added the Seraph mods where you can generate Warmind cells with arc, arc damage from your class. You can create Warmind cells from solar splash damage. All these reasons to experiment and a bunch of needless hurdles in the way of that experimentation. Rather than people having fun, this might be one of the reasons people are getting freaking bored. Because there's like 18 hurdles in between them and trying out a bunch of different loadouts. You know? It's like, oh man, look at all these different things you can do. I saw a video about it. Let me do some experiments. Oh, I don't have any upgrade modules. Ah, frick it. I'll just run the same thing I've been running. Uh, Stadia Joe. If you could have one storyline arc wrapped up this year, which one would you pick and why? Um, uh, have it wrapped up? I would love for Aldrin to come back. I think Rasputin's like my favorite story in there. I don't think they're going to wrap him up though. I think he's part of the story though. I, you know, I don't know how, how you wrap that up. He's a, he's the Warmind. Uh, would it be good if they did like the first run to each character or powerful gear, but after that you still get gear at the next max blue light power? This is literally what we've been arguing for today. Non-powerful drops on running the raid multiple times. X-Man. Isn't upgrading all your weapons to your highest level part of the end game? Uh, 
players will always play the most efficient way to complete an activity. If weapon power is not a thing, players will just use the meta always. I man, it, it, it there is so much wrong with what you're saying. No, the reason people only run meta is because of the because of what you're saying. They only run meta because they don't want to waste time having to level everything up. Nobody experiments. You just run the meta. You just run what you know works. Wendigo, you know, Ariana's Vow. It opens up the meta to let people experiment. Slot leveling would literally let people experiment more. They w- people would experiment more in trials because they'd be like, well, I, I-, I can actually switch my stuff around because I'm not going to suddenly be at a power disadvantage. Let me try out this sniper. Let me try out this different primary. I, you know, it's like everybody just goes to their token favorite weapons, upgrades them, and uses them. And so it's like they added the ability to do overload with swords. You can do things now with solar splash damage and create war mine cells. And people are like, yeah, I'm just going to run what I've always ran. Look what happened with charge with light. You made it too painful to experiment with charge with light, and nobody did it. Nobody fiddled around with it. And it was good. It was cool. You know, remove remove hurdles to experimentation. Are you really going to defend a material grind as like a value point? Like what honestly are we talking about? Wouldn't you rather have people running content like the Legendary Lost Sector or Strikes or Nightfalls or the Public Space Event or Iron Banner or Trials and empower to try different things? Wouldn't you rather have people doing that than being like, well, I got to go grind for materials because I ran out of upgrade modules. Like, and again, the people that argue in defense of this glide over the pain point. You just go to Spider or or Banshee and buy whatever you need. None of you are running material farm grinds. So you're defending like the streamers did all that all that time. You're defending a pain point that doesn't touch you. You're just defending something that hurts the player base at large because what because you just have this ideology of making anything easy as the devil. And it's like you're not this isn't this wouldn't hurt your grind at all. I still haven't used charged light outside of powerful friends. There were some pretty fun builds with shotgun ammo. You can get like constant shotgun ammo. How do you feel about putting old armor in faction armor in as ornaments rather than into the loot pool itself? That's not really, I'm not really concerned about the ornamental system. I think we have plenty of ornamental freedom. Bald man rage. What if they use the curated rolls as a reward to turn your base weapon into it by just getting X amount of kills with the weapon? I think we need reasons to use weapons we earn. Yeah, I don't know. This sounds like a this just sounds like a system that sounds like God roll uh crafting, right? Yeah, I use powerful friends just for the mobility. That's exactly what I did because if you get max mobility on a hunter now, especially with worm husk, you're just constantly able to dodge. Max max mobility on a hunter and worm husk is just stupid. Um it's so nice. Yeah, this just sounds like weapon crafting to me you want Bungie to make a really really great curated god roll and then you can basically just get the god roll by being like well just get the gun it's a trash roll it doesn't matter use it a bunch and then it turns into the curated roll I don't like this idea this sounds like crafting in disguise pinnacle plus one on old raids wouldn't be enough um I don't know what that question means Diaz when it comes to raid loot why do you think they did not put a heavy in garden of salvation because there was two heavies at the lectern maybe Right? Wasn't there... There was the... The grenade launcher, and there was the machine gun. Maybe that's why? I don't know. Were there three? How many heavies were at the... Were in in the, that expansion? 
Oh, there was also the sword. There was the machine gun. There was the grenade launcher. And there was the sword. So that might be why. I don't know. Um, t- why is tomorrow's answer in here? Oh, I got that. I was like, I didn't realize that I got that. Oh, and the heretic. And a rocket launcher. The heretic was is in, is in Altar of Sorrows. There is literally all heavies except for linear fusion. Every everything. Sword, grenade launcher, rocket launcher, machine gun. That maybe is why. I don't know. Maybe they felt like it was distributed. Well, and Season of Dawn had the Komodo coming behind it and said then they had line in the sand. So they already had some lined up heavies for the following season. Domo. Hey Lono, can you explain why skill-based matchmaking is bad in D2? Nope. Uh, niche king hey lono what is your favorite mechanic of raids plates dps races stealth parts i like when you have to spin lots of different things make the make the lights defend the lights from light eater knights i love that i loved the division of labor and the axis fight making the balls with the cannons throwing the balls uh multi-cannon running if you could you know if you needed to i like that i liked i liked things in the raid that made me do something i didn't ordinarily do Stand here and shoot your heavy in a well. Ooh, invigorating. Like, I want to do something that is... that is different. I want to do something that I've not done before, like running in a, r- running a, a raid relic, right? Run a raid relic. You gotta get good with the relic. You gotta, you gotta master that relic. I, that's what I like. And then I like when they increase the mechanical pain by being like, you gotta create more bombs. You gotta kill more servitors. You gotta watch out for the light eater knights. Give me a task and then, and then apply that mechanical pain to the task I think is really enjoyable. Standing on plates and DPS I think is freaking boring. Um, Dream ACH. With the introduction of sunsetting, sooner or later some of the raid loot pools will become completely useless. But I have heard some people say to just make the old raids relevant again. Do you think the current raid weapons could be exempt from sunsetting? Well, or when they introduce them, they they introduce them with either random rolls or new things, so they don't they're they're no longer sunset. Like it would be a new midnight coup. It would be different. I would think. Um. OG Destiny 2 gamers had to grind, but New Light players get an easy 750. Thank you so much for submitting something that's not a question. The idea of question and answers is lost on people. No, uh, new conscript. Apologies if this has been asked, but would you like to see raid weapons get updated with newer perks to possibly have some viability in PvE PvP? I could see them doing this with the uh, with with an, an Age of Triumph thing. Niche King. Instead of crafting god rolls or curated rolls, how about putting catalysts on the legendary raid weapons just to make them into mini adept versions so that people have more reason to use them? Um, I don't dislike this idea. I don't dislike it. You could do, oh, you could do raid catalysts. That would be cool. You could have done trials catalysts. So celerity could have been intrinsic after you got the catalyst for the legend for the legendary trials weapons. So you wouldn't care about the catalyst until you got your god roll. Once you got your god roll, you know, shotgun or your god roll auto rifle, then you would go for the catalyst and then work on it and get the catalyst and then that would unlock celerity as a uh, intrinsic. That would be pretty good. I wouldn't mind that. I think raid catalyst could be good too. Um I also think random rolls on Leviathan would be nice. It would. Um, well, I'm stupid. Just, I mean, it's always, I'm going to be honest, it's just always a little suspicious when somebody's only been following me for 10 minutes and they don't submit a question knowing that that's a little bit triggering. It's like you're kind of trying to passively troll, you know, Q&A. And honestly, 
I, I don't really understand why you would even be upset about that. Why do you care about making new light players automatically be 750? Don't you want new players to be able to jump in and enjoy the content? Or do you want new players to have to slog through two years worth of content before they can join you in the sun? Like, I, you see what I'm saying? Even the even at the heart of what you attempted to ask about doesn't even make any sense to me. Like, why do you care if a brand new player gets fast track on leveling? I, I don't see why people put so much stock into level. I really don't. It's This is a loot game. It's a loot based game. And who cares if a brand new player can be like, yeah, yeah I'm 750. I can do stuff right now. You know what I mean? So, um... That's plenty of questions. If you've enjoyed this segment and you're here right now, remember to click follow. That enables you to just talk and chat and submit questions. You can also click follow and make sure you check the box to turn on notifications so you don't miss my streams. I do these interactive podcasts back and forth segments every day. It's family friendly. Right now I know a lot of people are having to lurk and do things at home and, and need to pass the time and I'm trying to give you as much content as I can so stick around. I'm not shutting the stream down but make sure you're following the stream as well as following me on Twitter. If you're listening in all the other locations, you can always come in and catch me out live at same no to rage.com and as always please like share and subscribe